candy girl. <laughs> and you got me. <laughs> Sugar. Aw, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. <laughs> and you got me rocking you. I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. Everything happens so much. I think I sprained my thumbs trying to like <laughs> type so fast. There's just so much. We are a Riverdale recap podcast, and we are talking about Chapter 43, Outbreak, by James DeWill and John Kretschmer, our mid-season finale. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So after this one, we're taking a month or so off. The next episode airs on January 16th, and it's going to take about that time to, like, sort through things. Uh-huh. So. Let's just start at the top. Jughead is giving us a, a traditional narration. That it's a day like any other. We're So at, fucked up. We're at school. The vixens are strutting their way down the hallways. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, and, you know, looking fine. Moose and, and Kevin uh, uh, scurry into the student lounge that's empty for some reason for uh, some aggressive canoodling, you might say. Yeah, Moose wants to take another hit. Yeah, it's... And Kevin just wants to suck face. Moose can only fool around while high, and that seems dangerous. He should talk to somebody about that. <sighs> Save what I'm going to say Say about it for later. Say what you need to say. Okay, let's, let's spoiler. <laughs> they don't address the Joaquin thing does, at all. Does Kevin talk outside of, like, they're, he's... He's seen having a great time with Moose and his ROTC buddies. Yes. Like, but he, that's he's it. significantly in this episode, but I think his Every, only line... Every time we see him, though, it is implied that he and Moose are high. So I'm going to hope that he's just too off his rocker Mm -hmm. to either acknowledge what's going on. Or or, or, feel the impact of it all. Or that, you know, because he's so high, no one's bothered to tell him. (laughs) Just going to say that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we don't see Sweet Pea or Fangs at all. No. So, like... Maybe the news just hasn't gotten to him. There, one There's... last shred of hope for them to, to treat Joaquin right. Okay. Got it out of my system. It's the world knows. We're moving on. <laughs> out in the hallways, however, we, we are interrupted by Cheryl's scream as all the other vixens are seizing. Mm-hmm. And maybe some other people. Tony included, Veronica, a whole bunch of anonymous cheerleaders. Who knows what their names are? I don't know. <laughs> and and everyone's rushing to their rescue and calling 911. Meanwhile, over at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, uh, Ethel is game mastering a G&G session. Mm-hmm. Her voice starts before we, like, flip visually <laughs> To the sisters, mm-hmm. and uh, we hear her say that the group is uh, stricken down. Yeah. Uh, and, and and that they hear a heaving monstrosity approach, which is when a nurse comes around the corner and like, hey, that's rude. Okay, she's doing her best. Please. And she's all like, okay, girls, it's time for your candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they all take, including Betty, who then proceeds to go to the bathroom and puke. Yes. Because she knows what's up <laughs> and has figured out how to deal with the drugs. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, <laughs> we're going to jump around a lot before we get to even, like, the title sequence, you guys. <laughs> Archie and Jughead arrive at... Um, the uh, Jones Yard. Yes. Which is this this scrapyard salvage place uh, with the sign Jones Yard made in salvaged, you know, car parts. Yeah. It's very Pinterest. They, uh... <laughs> it's, it's biker Pinterest. Biker Pinterest. It looks like something that would actually be like the sign for a chicken place like a fried chicken place here in chicago okay where like they have a double lot and it's just like picnic style outside oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. uh anyway so they talk to one of the people who works there yeah uh, lug nut or pipe wrench i think his i think it's lug nut yeah Uh, someone else's name tailpipe yeah yeah and uh, of course, he's all like, "What do you want?" And so they say they're they're looking for Gladys. Mm-hmm. And Jughead flashes his serpent tattoo, and, and that's uh, when he gets recognized by a spunky preteen, Jellybean. And Jellybean's so excited, and then she's like, "Open the damn gate, lug nut, <laughs> tailpipe." Hash pipe, why not? Everybody likes <laughs> that know. song. Uh, and they just have the biggest, cutest, smiley hug. If you've never seen Jughead smile before, that's okay. This is only the third one. But it's nice. It's so cute. <laughs> They're so happy to be reunited. So meanwhile, over at uh, Cheryl's place, mm-hmm. she she has tucked Tony into her canopy bed. With five comforters. And is all like, you know, I'm going to take care of you. And I got everything you need. And you just rest. And our family physician, uh, Dr. Dr. Caligari, is on call. Which has really dark implications for this long-running plot about people who are driven to madness and and, I'm not, and killing. Cheryl, get a new doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. One named Dr. Sunshine. That'd be great. <laughs> Dr. Patel. There there are no German expressionist horror movies about a Dr. Patel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Cheryl continues that like, you can stay as long as you like, maybe permanently. She's all like, you asking me to move in? And she's like, well, I'm Cocoa Bananas for you. <laughs> Tony, what about your grandpa? Right? Who, who's going to play Scrabble with your grandpa? Maybe grandpa can move in too. Oh, that would be lovely. Nana uh, needs a Scrabble friend. They, they, they're perfect for each other. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Tony does agree as long as she can be the big spoon. <laughs> Which is something you have to decide before signing a lease, I guess. It's in the paperwork. So over at the lodges, Veronica wakes up in her old bed and... Still wearing her cheer uniform and is very disoriented. Yes. And uh, uh, wakes up to her parents arguing about how you swore this wouldn't happen. <laughs> mm. and, and stuff about, you know, plans advancing. Oh, very sinister. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, but she's she doesn't really pay attention to this because she's like, wait, why the hell am I here? Why am I back here? And we're like, well, you has a, had a seizure. And it's because of all the stress you're under mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Archie leafing and this and that. Running your businesses. Apparently, Pops and Le Bonnui are separate businesses. Apparently. 
And that's how you get a second mortgage. Yeah, it's a second business. It all makes sense. So what they're saying is like, okay, well, we're gonna, we decided we're going to send you back to New York. Mm-hmm. There's the finest doctors and you need a break. And she's like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. This shit ain't happening. They're they're talking about it as like this restful place of peace. You know, the city that never sleeps. Very, very relaxing. Yeah. That clean New York air. Yes. <laughs> It'll do you a world of good. Uh, so she storms out, goes to chat with Reggie about how there's some something up. And, and then the Razzi crew uh, files in, giggling like schoolgirls. So obviously they're high. Uh, and Veronica talks about, like, what the hell, is Jingle Jangle a thing again? That was so last year. <laughs> and Reggie's like, no, it's not the Jangle, it's the Fizzle Rocks, and there's a new game, or new gang, distributing the Fizzle Rocks, and it's the Gargoyles. Which is so unnecessary. <laughs> they set up in, in, like, the season two finale, where we first meet the Legion of Doom. They talk about Malachi and the ghoulies, you know, being the, the like, uh, uh, on-the-street crew for, for distributing all the drugs and, and whatnot. Why do we need another gang? Well, because now there's this game that's really cool and you got to market yourself properly. <laughs> also, <laughs> you want your gang to understand who they are under. Okay. So if you're, if you're using a gang that's under a different term name you have to remarket them so they understand who's the boss so this is just sort of like a corporate rebranding yeah is it still malachi might be i don't know are the gargoyles the gang all the people in the circle jughead saw probably okay uh veronica tells reggie that he needs to investigate yes so that they can stop her parents hey you you're a drug dealer right go talk to some drug dealers you know things about drugs things about drugs yeah Yeah. so back at the jones junkyard Mm -hmm. jughead and archie uh see see gladys mama jones gina gershon uh of killer joe fame so please watch out for canned (laughs) pumpkin when we're in toledo very dangerous you're like killer joe fame we're probably like the only people well, I want to say listening to the show, but like, you know. We are the only people making this show who have seen the movie. I was going to say. And are familiar with the play. I don't feel uh, like a wide amount of our audience has seen it. Well, or you read should it. to see one of Gina Gershon's finest performances and Thomas Hayden Church in a really funny performance. Also, warning, it's really fucked up. <laughs> well, yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> so this is some... They do some things with fried chicken that one should not do with fried chicken. We we went to see this. Uh-huh. We were in a theater with, what, five other people? Yeah. But do you remember how the movie ended? And there was just this, like, ugh, that took over the, like, five people that were there. Because we were all, like... How do we go about our lives now? I I do remember that it ends with a, a hard cut to the credits and and suddenly this upbeat pop rock song starts. Uh-huh. 
which was the same year that Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1 did the same. So it was a, a real trend of comedies that don't seem like comedies ending that way. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, uh, anyways, Jughead and, and Mama Jones embrace, mm -hmm. and uh, she comments that he's too skinny. Yes. And is very concerned he's a vegetarian, which he finds insulting. <laughs> then she notices uh, Rooster, Rooster Top, as yeah. she calls him Archie. And she's like, oh, man, you two finally got together? I knew there was something <laughs> up with you two. And uh, AO3 exploded that day. Uh, but no, they, they do clarify it's it's a friendly thing. It's, it's a bromance. It's your classic uh, heterosexual bromance. Just on the road, being bros. Just guys being dudes. What could be better than that? And so then Mama Jones is like, why didn't you call and let me know that you were coming? He's like, well, last time I fucking did, you told me not to. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was a that was a thing. And so she quickly changes the subject that she, you know she got her GED and she started this place. And uh, hey, Lugna, let's let's have a feast. My boy is here. <laughs> While Lugnut is trying to present some uh, car radios that Tailpipe found, just found them. Just found them. Yeah, they're yep. just lying uh, around. No big deal. Needing a new home. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jughead does does not really like the looks of this. Looks no. very unsure. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, uh, Alice has come to visit Betty, and the first thing she tells her is that she looks terrible. Well, mother knows best. And so, so she's in town because the school board is having an emergency meeting, and she wanted to be there. Uh, and informs Betty about the mass seizures, uh, including Veronica. Betty's so concerned about Veronica. And, and, you know, Veronica was one of the fallen. <laughs> and, and Alice is just so glad that Betty was safe with the sisters and that she's okay. She's uh, very proud of her decision, I guess, at this point. Like, yeah, hey, if you're in school, you are a man. I'm a good mom, actually. Later, some other time in the day. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, Betty is is sitting in the one of the prison lounges and is uh, talking about her personal relationship with the Gargoyle King and how, you know... She's just gossiping with the girls. They're all getting very giggly. Know, most people are scared of him, but he's really funny. Yeah. And Ethel overhears this and is very jealous <laughs> and is like... You don't know him like I know him. You're lying. No, no. I've just become very close to him. He he said I was his new favorite. And Ethel is furious. She is inflamed like a boil. She's like, you aren't worthy enough. <laughs> Betty's like, well, you know, if, if you think I'm lying, like, maybe you should just ask him or, or we could go together. Like, you don't you have the keys? Mm -hmm. And uh, Ethel caves. <laughs> and uh, as she, after she unlocks the door, Betty shoves her in and locks her in the Gargoyle King room. It's so good. And is like yelling through the door that the Gargoyle King isn't real, that she's hallucinating from drugs, the drugs will wear off in a few hours, and I'll be back. Now, I'm thinking maybe instead of playing games, Ethel should be a game because she is herself so easily played. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then Ethel turns around and screams a lot. 
But I thought he was her sweet baboo. Why is she so afraid? Uh, so several hours pass and, and Betty goes back and goes in and turns on the light. And, and there's Ethel sitting on the floor at the foot of a bookcase of skulls with a gargoyle statue on the top. She she admits that it's, it's a statue. It's just a statue. It's but that statue. she she saw the gargoyle king. She saw... The Gargoyle King elsewhere. Yeah, and Betty agrees. Yeah, I, I saw him out in town too. It's you're, you're not losing your mind. But here, here, we're high on fizzle rocks and it's a scam. Yeah. <laughs> and this this is just something that the, the sisters are doing and I need your help and we need to get Sister Woodhouse to confess and you're going to help me do that. <laughs> yeah. Back at school, Veronica and Cheryl are, are chatting about how sports have been canceled after extracurriculars have been canceled. Mm-hmm. The lounge is closed. And that's like one third of the school. The yeah. lounge is very important. So uh, Cheryl, as student body president, knows uh, has been CC'd on the school board meeting and knows that they're going to meet. And <laughs> informs Veronica that her parents are leading the charge. Right, and, right. And just at that moment... Uh, the hazmat crew comes in with Weatherby, who points at Veronica that that's one of the infected, yeah. and Veronica has to go tearing through the school to get away from being nabbed by the hazmat people. Yeah, and becoming yeah. all like ET. They're yeah, they're grabbing girls, injecting them, dragging them away. Got got to find all the the infected. Veronica goes back to the the speakeasy and mm-hmm. is talking to Reggie, and he's filling her in on the drugs. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. The, that the gargoyles are giving the product out for free. And it's like, well, yeah, you give out the drug, you hook them up. Mm-hmm. People get hooked. They come back for more. He's like, yep, and the drugs are coming from the Southside Prison. Yeah, which is apparently being built. I thought that was stalled. I thought that was stalled because they needed the land that Pop sits on. I guess they're just going with and, it. And also where the white worm is. And the white worm hasn't been demolished, last I, I knew. They, they just raided it a little while ago. Well, remember, though, the, the town that... Archie and Jughead were at, the prison was still being built, yeah, and they were smaking drugs as well. I thought that was a different prison. Apparently, that is no, the that's a Sodale different prison. prison. How do you know it's a different prison? I thought prison? it was a different prison. I thought so, too. Now, I think it's this prison. I think it's this, the South Riverdale prison. I How f- many prisons can one guy build at a, simultaneously? Though that really bugs me that they did not travel very far in how many no, fucking days. No, we, we've already covered that, though. It, it only lends credence to that theory. But either way, like, whether it's the same or not, mm-hmm. they probably finished the drug wing <laughs> so they could start making shit uh-huh, and uh-huh. are still working on the prison to take care of the rest. I see. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, it's a uh, parent... Or not parent-teacher meeting, school board meeting, which is apparently just, like, Mama Blossom and Alice and Weatherby and the Lodges and, like, I don't know, four unnamed parents in the background. Yeah, when was that election? That's a story I want to follow. I was like, you're all just, like, sitting and also aren't school board meetings supposed to be public with people, like, watching? Well, not this one. This is a very special school board meeting. I don't know about this. You gotta keep a lid on this hysteria. Anything might happen. Yeah. 
so Mama Blossom's all like, well, we we need to find patient zero and we need to test them. Run all the tests medically known. Yeah, you're not a doctor. You're just a gardener. And in Hermione's all like, well, we need to shut down Riverdale High. And, and we need to do that before anything else happens. And then Veronica rushes in. With Cheryl at her side. And, and exposes the truth for everyone to see. That this is yet another ploy to shut down yet another high school. Just like Hiram did to Southside High. Yeah. And that the CDC has not set foot there. <laughs> and it's actually... Like, they they have no idea what's going on, and that the South Side is a drug factory. Mm-hmm. And, and they're pumping out fizzle rocks that are being given away for free to hook all of these poor, poor teens. Yes. And so then Hiram steps in and is like, well, the CDC wouldn't send anyone, so we hired a private hazmat crew. <laughs> which is a thing. To Shanghai people. Because... And, and <laughs> Yeah, that's not shady shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and the Southside High is a prison, not a drug factory, because that's so much better. And he offers to provide a list of all the guards they've hired. Yes. I would like that list. I would like to see who's on there. Well, and Veronica continues that, you know, you're producing fizzle rocks. He's like, oh, yes, yes, and I'm also the gargoyle king, like Jughead said. No, I I really like how uh, uh, Camilla plays this bit after Hiram gives his perfectly reasonable explanations for everything and asks if uh, uh, if he left anything out. There, there's this pause, and she does continue, of course, because she's Veronica, she's unstoppable, but she's much less sure of herself. Yeah. Like, it really gets across. The, the whole plan was, you know, the truth will set us free, and no, it it doesn't, because no. people are acting out of material self-interest. It's, the, the truth doesn't really matter compared to that. Yeah. Yeah. So then Mama Blossom is all like, oh, poor child. <laughs> Isn't she afflicted, too? Nobody is backing down, which is when uh, Penelope gives sort of a wink toward Hermione and has a seizure herself in order to ramp up this disease hysteria. These people are really good at having fake seizures. Yeah. 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 Soon they're going to find a poppet. Well, and I love right before that happens when, like, Mama Blossom's looking kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Cheryl's like, what is it, you viper? <laughs> Yeah. I just love it. She does not have a positive opinion of her mother. No. Uh, but I mean, you can tell very easily that it is a fake seizure because the camera does not suddenly tilt. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know. Uh, so meanwhile, at the junkyard, Jughead and Gladys and Archie are, are sitting around a roasted pig. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, they have apparently explained all the stuff that went on with Lodge and why they're on the road. That's why we haven't checked in with them for about 12 hours. It took that long. Yes. And I dated his daughter. And uh, Jellybean is really, really, really excited to learn that- That's in the the past tense. Dated. So not like currently dating. Great. (laughs) Great. He's so hunky. So those abs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She can see them through a shirt. Did you ever have a crush on your older brother's friends? No. No? No. Well, I've met a few of them, so I do understand that, yeah. 
That's very rude. <laughs> I like m- many of my brother's friends. They're not listening. But like, oh. Killer Joe viewers are listening. Your brother's friends are not. <laughs> Gladys tells Archie to go get some pig with jelly bean. <laughs> uh, excuse me. It's JB. Oh, of. No, I'm sorry. Your name is Jelly Bean. You will not share a name with Illinois' incoming governor. No. I will not accept it. Oh, no. like, come That's on. illegal. Yeah, you're Jelly Bean. Gladys and Jughead talk a little bit about the game mm-hmm. and how, how Jughead is just trying to figure it all out and how it plays into stuff. Jughead is so fixated on the game, not not in like the the addiction, gotta play it, gotta know thing, but he... That it's connected. He's absolutely convinced that it, it is like the, the keystone. Once he figures out what's going on behind the game, yeah. everything will fall into place. Yes. Uh, Gladys brings up the, the scar on his arm, mm-hmm. uh, which he, he also explains, you know, is a gift from Penny. She's, of course, like, that wrench! <laughs> which you'd think would be a, a compliment in her line of work. Wrenches are very right? useful, very reliable tools. Wench. Oh, that's the one, yeah. That's a bad one. I'm sorry, I said it wrong. So then Gladys goes into this whole thing about how, like, well, I never wanted this for you, and and I, I didn't want you to be a serpent, and ah, da, da, da. and Jughead's just like, shut the fuck up, like, don't <laughs> act, hide mighty when you're stealing radios and whatnot. And, and abandon your child. Yeah, because she's all like, well, you know, I'm running a business, I'm helping all these kids, like, what do you want me to do, you want me to leave, like... Who's going to look out for them? It's like, well, you left me, you motherfucker. <laughs> Excuse me, father fucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's very pissed. And she, very, she, very. she's like, well, I'm going to go get some pig. Let's avoid this conversation. This ham is lovely. <laughs> uh, so Archie's just strutting along the junkyard when all of a sudden he gets grabbed by... Penny! Yeah. So that was some uh, good foreshadowing in there. Not writers. more than two minutes after she was mentioned. That is efficient. Penny has a knife to his throat and informs him that there's a bounty on his head. And just then, uh, Jellybean comes to the rescue with her slingshot. Because of course she has a slingshot. She's a precocious, wrong side of the tracks kid. And says, drop the butter knife, bitch. I love Jelly Bean. She's very far on the wrong side of the tracks, you say. Uh, and of course, Penny's like, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to knock your eye out. And uh, gets her right between the eyes. And, and drops flat down to the ground. Like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then Penny gets tied up mm-hmm. in the garage, mm-hmm. and uh, Gladys is ripping into her about figuratively. Yes, about for now for how you know Lodge has to have something on her. Penny's just like, well, he won't stop. Nothing can make him stop. He's gonna come for you till he gets everything he wants. Gladys is like, well, you carved up my jug, so now I'm gonna carve up yours. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess FP's turn is next to slice up Penny Peabody. Yeah. And maybe then uh, Jellybean will be old enough. To slice up Penny Peabody? Yeah, because now only half the family's done it. Family tradition. A, absolutely. Every Christmas, wow. they, they get to carve a slice out of Penny, Penny Peabody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have some girl talk. She is the roast beast. 
Uh, and so, right uh, before then, Jughead makes sure to tell his mom to ask about Hiram and mm-hmm. G&G, and Jughead leaves. He's yeah. like, yep, go ahead. Penny's terrible. Car- <laughs> carve her up, whatever. Back in Riverdale, Hiram is uh, commending Veronica on her gusto. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, you were right, sweetie. You got it, but... I'm doing things that are much bigger and better. Biblical, even. Yeah, you're not giving me credit for it. He's talking about scale. He's talking about legacy. He's talking about a place to to fulfill all of his dreams and wishes. And I'm thinking, is he going to start a theme park? Is he going (laughs) to... The kingdom. Yeah, the kingdom. Lodgeland. Uh, and, and he wants Veronica to join him in overseeing the new order. Mm-hmm. So now it sounds more like seasteading, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just like, fuck no, I'm out. <laughs> Back at the junkyard, Jughead and Archie, well, they're like, okay, where's Penny? Did she talk? Was it a quest? Was it the Gargoyle King? Jughead is still convinced that everything fits the the G&G template. And uh, Penny's just like, you freaking fool! (laughs) Uh, We find out that Riverdale is the prize, and Hiram chased them out of town, so they would be gone when he went to do his big move. And he's claiming his kingdom. Yeah, it's not about meeting the king. It's about claiming your your land. Yes. And they're like, fuck. (laughs) Oh, no. I have been such a fool. Why did I follow Archie? Down this way lies foolishness. Yes. So at Pops, uh, Veronica gets a call from Betty and Ethel. Betty has memorized Veronica's number. Which is good. Well, it's also the Pops number. So like for takeout, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, no, they just have it on speed dial at the sisters. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the one restaurant. They yeah. would want that, yeah. Uh, and they're like, where are you? We're at the sisters. What? We thought you were at the farm. This is why no one's cared about where you were. <laughs> so the, that conversation, for uh, brevity's sake, gets cut off, and we get the rest of it when she fills in Cheryl. Uh, basically, everybody's catching things up, and... Uh, uh, Veronica and Cheryl are now have now inherited the task of saving the town. Yes, they they have a mission, and Cheryl is all about this because her vixens have fallen, mm-hmm. and her her Titi has fallen, and she needs to save everyone. It doesn't sound as good as JJ. I'm sorry. Just call her Tony, please. Yeah. Not everybody is their initials. Meanwhile, at the sisters, uh, Ethel is distracting. One of the nurses. Mm-hmm. Well, Betty takes a nicely carved stick to the neck of the sister. Right into the jugular. And, and tells her, all right, we're, we're going to walk away. We're going to go very, very quietly. You're coming with me. We're going to go visit the king. Yeah. yeah. Jughead is sleeping, but gets woken up by Mama Jones. He's all like, well, okay, we got more to talk about. Penny It was just... A, a little chatterbox. A font of information and blood. Yeah. Yeah, we did not mention how filthy Gladys' oh, yeah. hands were covered, in the last scene. Covered. There's a lot of wiping happening. She was elbow deep in that woman and not in the fun way. 
Oh, goodness. Well, I mean, she might have been having fun, but that's that's a matter of personal proclivities. Well, so what we find out is that there's not only a bounty on Archie, there's a bounty on anyone that helps him, anyone that's associated with him. Mm-hmm. So that means there's a bounty on Jughead right now. It means that, if he goes home, there's one on Fred. Yes. So any anyone that is involved with him, she's like, you gotta cut him loose, you gotta ditch him. He's like, no, I'm not gonna do that, that's my best buddy! But wait, Archie's self-sacrifice sense is tingling. He's like, Look- I know, I know, I must say it's all my fault! Looking for any excuse to bear undue burdens, he He's wakes like, up. She's right! You you gotta you gotta leave me alone, and wherever I go next, I go alone! Because that is, is my road. life. The only one that he's ever known. And so then they have a good bro hug. And Gladys is thinking, you're sure it's just a platonic thing? Okay. <laughs> it was a very nice hug. It was a very nice hug. Gladys is like, okay, well, we can get you to the border. You know, where the poutine clan lives. Because that's a great idea. What are you thinking? He has Canadian enemies. Don't go to Canada. (laughs) Also, you know what? That's where Joaquin was supposed to go. And you know what? Didn't work out so great for Joaquin. It was great while he was there. He got to come back when he was needed. It was only when he came back to Riverdale that he got in trouble. This is true. But still. And she she also invites Jughead to stay as long as he wants. Mm-hmm. But no, he has to go home and he has to take down Hiram. That's right. That All... boy knows what his he needs to do. He got played in order to, to run out of town so he wouldn't be in Hiram's way. So he knows exactly where he needs to be. A fly in that ointment. Yes. I also don't think he is very comfortable <laughs> with his mom like he had thought he might be. It's pretty tense. They've got stuff to talk about that they, they aren't going to talk about. No, because talking about emotions and feelings is not a strong point of the Joneses. Yeah, or the show lately. Come on, Kevin. Talk about it. Fuckers. Uh, sister whatever her name is. Uh, <laughs> sister Quiet Mercy. Yeah, uh, it's tied up in the Gargoyle King room. <laughs> In in the king's throne room, you yes. might say. But yeah, I didn't mention it, but like that statue is standing on a, a pedestal. I mentioned the pedestal. And the, that's, book, the bookshelf yeah, of skulls. That's a lot of human skulls. Well, you know what? The sisters have killed a lot of babies and children. Those are adult-sized skulls. Well, you know what? Babies and children grow up. And never leave. After death, they go, oh my goodness, this is disturbing. The sisters like, also don't leave. You would expect to see, like, requilaries. There were also different sized skulls. There were smaller skulls and bigger skulls. That's, okay, okay. But you would expect to see that that sort of macabre relic and requilary in, you know, a, a, a European church. Or a convent that has existed since the medieval era. This is semi-rural America. They didn't do that anymore when this was built. Um, well, I mean, you know, there are a lot of cases of uh, different churches over through the past hundred years, not liking children out of wedlock, and then, you know, letting them die and burying them in mass graves. And then turning those into very attractive furniture. I bet a lot of them did, actually. Okay. all right. See, I was thinking that- Or pawned them off to, like, oddity shops. I was thinking one of those uh, venerable 
you know, Spanish or Portuguese churches that has the real weird shit just had like an eBay sale. Maybe. It, it's imported. Maybe they were just like, hey, this is really cool and there's free shipping. <laughs> it was Black Friday. Let's go. Let's be bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the sister's tied up. And uh, she's very upset with this and is threatening to tie them up to their beds and electro- electroshock them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, fuck you. No, <laughs> you're tied up and you're testing drugs and, and Hiram's involved. And we find out that, yes, indeed, he's the he's a donor a- and he believes in their mission to fix tortured children. Uh, the question is asked if they created G&G. Mm-hmm. And what we find out is that kids were brought down to this this chamber with the statue for decades. Yes. They, and that this was meant to frighten them. They, they're sort of scared straight. And uh, the these mentally ill children in their madness were inspired by the fear they saw to create the figure of the Gargoyle King. And then sometime, I guess, in the 70s, a few intrepid ones made a fantasy game around it. And they were like, you know, we just, this was a good idea. We embraced it. It worked. It, it reinforced the message of the, the king is to be feared and obeyed that they were going for. Mm-hmm. So they, they just made it part of their whole deal. And the game was never supposed to get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not meant to to be seen by everyone else and it's too powerful because it's a game created from madness and you know game design by actual literal children does explain a lot of the problems i have with the rule set as presented so good on you riverdale you know the sisters of quiet mercy are pretty much a cult so you know what theory check yeah yeah and they are a cult with a merchandising opportunity. Mm-hmm. So they they don't need to to make money off the drugs, but they are anyway. Wow, their their uh retirement benefits must be nice. Yeah. Betty's like, "Okay, well, here's the fucking deal. You're going to talk to the cops." Uh <laughs> And and you're going to tell them everything you told us? And they're like, no, we only answer to one authority. And I'm like, what one is it? It's the Gargoyle, Gargoyle King. Gargoyle King, I right? Think I think it's the Gargoyle right? King. That's it. Or like... I like to think that Hiram, the, the sister... Not Jesus. Definitely not Jesus. ...was raised there. And so it's... Even oh, though she knows yeah. the, the truth... Even though she knows the facts, she believes the truth. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... They're like, well, that's okay. We have the keys. We're taking the kids <laughs> and lock you in. Bye. I love Ethel throughout this whole sequence, though. Like, her whole mood is very uh, uh, jilted lover. Yeah. <laughs> it is personal that everyone knows that the Gargoyle King is just a, uh, a liar and he's no good. He's trash. Fuck that guy. He was never good enough for her. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> so they lock the nun in, or the sister in, and she just starts screaming, help, help, I'm in the basement. <laughs> so she's going to get out soon, right? People will recognize that voice. Help, she's help. giving directions. <laughs> the it's the best. <laughs> I mean, the basement's pretty. 
pretty big. Yeah, but how many doors that lock are there? Someone else has the key. It's just a matter of time. It might take two whole hours. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, Cheryl and Veronica are syrup boarding Mama Blossom. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know that at first. We just see Penelope very wet, tied to a chair. But then we find out that they are dumping <laughs> buckets of syrup on her until she speaks. That only has an effect with the first bucket of syrup. Like, you're not going to get any stickier. But it's hard to breathe through syrup dripping. No. What you do, what you do is you bucket of syrup. And then blow you. Blowtorch. F- you caramelize her. Bucket was, of syrup. I was going to say, torch. like, you tar and feather her. You syrup her and then you feather her. No, you got to make it a, a you got to make it crusty. Sticky, sticky doesn't lay her exactly. She knows the pain of ninety percent burns covering her body. <laughs> Let's also talk about how Mama Blossom does like this snake lick across she her does. lips. She she was born in the syrup. This this is mother's milk to her. It does nothing. I was just waiting for her to be like <laughs> <laughs> a little, little snake thing, little snake hiss. But the information they are trying to get out of her is what is the bigger picture? What is the greater plan? Hiram plans to make a vice city. Yeah. Uh, he loves the PS2. Can't get enough. That, I mean, that's that's it, is that he yeah. plans to do this. And he's gonna, because he set everything up to do it. And yeah. Hermione is the key, because she's the mayor. The investigation B-Squad has just caught up to... The season two finale, basically. And they're uh, they're asking Penelope, well, well, how? How can he do this? And I'm just thinking, I don't know, a platform of deregulation, maybe. There's not a sheriff. Like, maybe a lobbying corrupt. people in Albany. But yeah, so they keep dumping syrup on her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, threatening to open the door and let the ants in. Eat her alive. <laughs> it's kind of great. No, yeah, that, if they had, I don't know, an ant farm. Oh, that would have been so good if they just started shaking it on her. Yes. Yes. Yes, I want this. Or doing it outside on an ant hill. Yeah. There's a step one. Good. Where's your step two? You gotta have another threat after just kind of making it hard for someone to breathe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Torture. The next level. It's all about escalation. It's about climbing the hill and backing down before they peak. It's more about the fear of what's to come than what's actually happening in that moment. Mm -hmm. Does she have any loved ones that you could threaten? Perhaps a a beloved pet? Because she seems to have no affection for human beings. No. Darling? Yeah? The cops better not ever listen to the show. Okay. Who do we want to listen? We want Killer Joe fans to listen. We do not want your brother's friends to listen. And we don't want law enforcement. Definitely none of those. We have said so many things on this show that are very questionable about what we do in our daily life. So so meanwhile, mm-hmm. at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy... Uh, the other girls don't want to leave like, because they're scared. Betty and uh, uh, Ethel are imploring them like, hey, you're free. Go. This place blows. And and the one that spoke to Betty last week, who I believe is a Christmas elf. Yes. Uh, says that why why would we? The, the Gargoyle King is benevolent. We get, we're warm, we're fed, and we get candy. Yeah. 
<laughs> Never mind that the, the candy makes his trip balls, which is a positive. <laughs> Betty and Ethel realize that they can use the game as a way to convince them to escape by turning it into a quest. Yes. And they're going to use the Griffin Queen to give the girls hope. Yes, because the Gargoyle King is a source of fear. The Griffin Queen can it's, be. It's opposite. Yes. A beacon of hope. Meanwhile, at Joan's yard, uh, Archie and Jughead are packing, and Gladys brings in some packed lunches, and there's a knock on the door. Because she's still a mom, goddammit. <laughs> some ways. <laughs> she's going to pack a lunch, and there's going to be a juice box, believe you me. <laughs> and she will scold your school teacher with a knife. <laughs> But if you want her to just exist in your life, good luck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's a knock at the door and she's like, oh, Jughead, go get that. It's probably Archie's ride. And, and it, it is. is. It's, Fred. it's Fred. She called Fred. And there are such good hugs. But wait, there's more. Jughead needs a ride, too. And she called FP and he's outside. Parents are good. Parents are good. She knows a good mom thing. She calls parents. <laughs> uh, and so so Archie gets his hug. Jughead gets his big hug. FP also sees Jelly Bean and is like, hey, Jelly Belly. And it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. But but he, she blows him off very similarly. Yeah, because he's Jughead like, did her earlier can, to Gladys. Can I get a hug? And he's like, well, can I get a dad? Boom! Exit stage left. Burn. Fuck. Well, deserve that, okay? <laughs> but yeah, FP and Jughead have that hug, and Gladys looks on, and you can tell she's like, oh dang, I miss that. Yeah. I am jealous. Mm-hmm. I want that relationship. Everybody wants to hug him. Yes. Everybody. Yeah, I want to hug Skeet. <laughs> skeet, Skeet, Skeet. Uh, and she's You just whisper into his ear, miracles. Miracles happen. Okay, like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) As much as I love him in this, if he came to C2E2 or something and I gotta meet him, I'd be like, hey, Skeet Altridge, let's talk about miracles. I love that show. Yeah, you're great as FP. But no, no, let's talk about this one season show about ghosts. I would ask him about 21 Jump Street just to see what he does. <laughs> I'd, yeah. I'd have to try. Yeah. Like, oh, I loved you and Betty in June. <laughs> Can you sign this? <laughs> Shock a lot, I think, is where they started to diverge. That's when you can't get away with it anymore. <laughs> Skeet Altridge continued to look like young Johnny Depp, and Johnny Depp began to look old. Yeah. <laughs> So Gladys informs them that they don't have to worry about Penny. She's not going to be an issue anymore. And I'm so, like, oh, yeah. shit, you killed her. She dead. She very dead. Penny is in the trunk of some car that got smushed last night. It makes sense. That's the way they do it on The Sopranos, I think. I didn't watch The Sopranos. I don't know. I, don't I didn't know. watch that either. Gladys gives Jughead a hug. And he's all like, go warm up the bikes, boy. And, and... He gets a a hug and a kiss from Gladys, too. Aww. He seems very confused. 
<laughs> and torn and not sure what to do. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go bang uh, your son's girlfriend's mom. See ya. So back in Riverdale, Veronica and Cheryl are recruiting the Rotsy. Yes. I can't do it like you. Rotsy. I can't do it. <laughs> no. No, I can't do it. So, so yeah, like, Cheryl takes a, a Captain Morgan stance on Pop's table. And demands their service. Because they're going to war. Because we need boys that are really high to help us. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Great I idea. I want to see them loading up in their Abrams assault vehicle, and it's just like a Keystone Cops routine where they're falling all over <laughs> each other. Yeah. So, back at the sisters, uh, Ethel is the game master of a new adventure. And she's giving a quest to all collected inmates, I guess? Yes. The Patients? They, they must escape the fortress. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're like, but we can't! But there's hope! A queen to lead you! And Betty appears as the griffin queen with the, like a cape she somehow found, and she's got, got some wings she made. And a crown, and the sisters of Quiet Mercy say what you will about their methods, but their craft closet is so, so choice. So good! Oh my god. Uh, she is also carrying the the head of the gargoyle statue in order to prove that there is nothing to fear that the the griffin queen is a more powerful patron and the gargoyle king is dead and that they're all free and they will meet at the doors for freedom and they all run out yeah including boys that apparently exist here they heard a commotion yeah yeah Meanwhile, Archie is dyeing his hair and suddenly looks like KJ Appa. He's completely unrecognizable. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you could not pick him out from a crowd. Nope. He's become Blansom. Blansom? He's a lot closer to Blansom than he is when his hair is dyed instead of when his hair is natural, but we're calling it dyed, yeah. which is a heck of a thing to wrap your head around. <laughs> yep. I want to think that that's like the first shot they filmed this season <laughs> before they like redyed his hair was like, hey, it would, don't ask questions. We just just stand in this bathroom. It would be the efficient way to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's in the bathroom of like a truck stop and he comes out and Fred gives him his bag. He's like, this is the last stop before the border. I could go with you, son. But we could go. To Canada, but not really Canada, because we never call it Canada. Just and the border. And find a cabin. As if they drove to any other border from Toledo. <laughs> Where they're talking about living in, ca in a cabin in the woods and fishing. <laughs> and They have fish in Mexico, but they do not have that kind of mileage on Fred's car. They do not That's have... That's what they don't have. That type of pine forest? No, no, they don't. <laughs> that is very much a Canadian pine forest. <laughs> yeah, because it's in Vancouver. <laughs> He's like, Dad, you can't go with me. And no, I gotta go. Fred's like, you know, I never, I never gotta say goodbye to my dad. And Archie stops him because this isn't Is goodbye. This isn't goodbye. I know, son. He's just laying <gasps> on. Fred is fretting it up so hard in this goodbye. In this see you later, I suppose. And Fred brought Vegas. Mm -hmm. So Vegas can look out for Archie. Archie looks so surprised. When, when I'm like, you <laughs> drove! Were you riding in the back of the pickup truck? <laughs> I'm very confused how you did not notice your dog! Arch you drove from Toledo to the border. Vegas is 
has become very, very good at playing dead. <laughs> Vegas was just napping in the back. He was under the seat, very stealthy. Yeah. Uh, so Archie takes Vegas, mm-hmm. who apparently has invisibility powers, and and they walk into the woods. And I'm like, you are going to get eaten by a fucking bear. I give you four hours. The dog will be fine, but Archie's going to die. What land border did they drive to? They went to Minnesota. What's well, so like to Minnesota? I'm like you can't. <laughs> what you you? They would have had to have gone to Minnesota, yeah. or like what would be attached closer to New like, York? I would understand if like they had an insert of him meeting like a, a serpent-aligned underground fairy guy. Yeah, that would be fine. Like somewhere on the Niagara River, which is halfway back to Riverdale, I guess. But no, it is it is clearly a land border. They went to Minnesota, Cause, maybe cause, North Dakota. Because they didn't go to Michigan because it don't look like that. No, there's... Where you cross. That's the closest place that isn't a river or a lake. There, There is a land border at the uh, northern New York toward Montreal. And Vermont area Fine. or Maine. Fine. So they would have had to either have gone northern New York, Vermont, Maine to cross or... Uh, Minnesota, North Dakota. (laughs) Nothing else would look like that. Not near Toledo. Not near Toledo. Goodness. What I'm more curious about is the Vegas situation. We know eventually, just by by the needs of drama, Archie will be coming back to Riverdale, coming back to the United States. Yes. It's going to be real hard to do a, a monitored border crossing with a dog that you don't have the papers for. That's like a whole customs issue. Mm-hmm. Just ask Skeet Ulrich when he got in trouble in uh, uh, Australia. Oh, sorry. That was post-Chocolat. They they split. Never mind. Yeah. Not <laughs> Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> For our listeners, not Skeet Ulrich. So back in Riverdale, Hermione looks very concerned about her phone. Oh, yes. And Veronica and Cheryl and the... The Soldier Boys. Soldier Boys. Uh, Russian. And are and like, they, stop! They execute a coup, I think, is yes. what they're going for. Yes. Like, they come in with unarmed soldiers <laughs> and just say, no, you're not the government anymore. And you're <laughs> you're you're not in power anymore. Stop before you make a mistake. This usually takes guns. You don't have to fire the guns. This could be like the the Portuguese Carnation Revolution. They could at least have pointy sticks. But they... Like Betty. You should have them. Or like, you know what? Kevin, you should have gone and tried to get your serpent boys and Joaquin and been like, hey, bring your uh, switchblades and then find out, oh, wait, Joaquin's dead? This is soul crushing to me and I need to take some time with this. That would be a little much to fit in this episode at that point. But yes, I take your meaning. And Hermione's all like, you can't do anything. It's too late. The orders went out. And then they all get a text. And then fucking, like, fallout sirens go off. And at this point, if you have executed a coup, I think, uh, you could just say, no, that doesn't count. I undo the thing you did. But that won't count. As we learn later. Yes. But first, we get a, a huge reaction from everyone in uh, on all fronts. Uh, the people in Pops are hearing the sirens. The people in the office are seeing the, the emergency alert text and hearing the sirens. Well, 
The sirens yeah. are even blaring over at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, where where all of the the young people have been freed of this uh, abusive institution and are flooding the streets. And, and and Alice has come because all hell's breaking loose, and she must get Betty out. And Betty insists she take all these other girls too. There's only one station wagon, Betty. I'm sorry. This is going to take multiple trips. Voiceover comes in here. And that uh, everyone was bracing for in- impact as Archie was as was heading away, and and they were heading towards what was happening. And we see FP and Jughead on their bikes riding towards town, but there's a barricade, and we find out that the town is under quarantine. Whole town is closed, and they are held at gunpoint and told to go away. See, these people know how to do things. You gotta have your guns. Yeah. You gotta have your guns, and you have to roast your mother alive. Making her sticky is not enough. Well, and they're all like, but we live here. And they're like, you don't anymore. anymore. And I'm like, well, technically they still do, That you're just not letting them in. You can't, like, (laughs) say they don't. Mm, They just did, though. You can say anything you want if you have all of the guns and the backing of the governor of New York, who is calling Hiram Lodge. And who gave in to this and is like, I'll try to keep everyone away so they don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, May God have mercy on our souls. And Hiram's like, not God, the king. And then we see the Gargoyle King, and Hiram just raises his glass a little bit. <laughs> Happy mid-season finale. Happy mid-season finale, everybody. So yeah, I, I mean, we're left with a lot of questions. What uh, does the governor know? Is is he falling for this contagion story? Uh, or is he getting a whole lot of kickbacks and whatnot? And, kickbacks. And what, what is the mix there, I guess? Uh, what uh, causes the contagion? How many of these? It's in the water. How many of these sightings of the gargoyle king are the legitimate physical touchem gargoyle king, and, and how many are psychic suggestion from fizzle rocks? Yeah. We we talked about uh, the gargoyle king and the headstone being a hallucination just because of logistic reasons. Uh-huh. <laughs> so hey, I, I think we're vindicated on that one. At yeah. Least. So many things. But yeah, I even with that glimmer of hope we talked about at the very beginning of the show today, I have to say I, I have no practical hope for them doing right by Joaquin and no. that storyline. I'm so fucking pissed. I mean, even if they do come around and, and treat it properly, it will be too late. It may not be too little, probably, very, very probably, but it will be too late. They could just, like, Kevin could just be a non-involved character, and there could be a couple comments about how he's not taking it very well. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Then in four episodes from now, they can have a conversation about it. It is likely we'll be seeing a, a time skip. Probably! After this break. Maybe that gives everybody time to chill out, decompress around a funeral. Maybe. I just keep having this hope that maybe once Jughead gets back mm-hmm. and there can be that moment where he has a conversation with Kevin about it. it. It's just so wrong because Joaquin was such a pivotal, like, involved character. I mean, he's the, the biggest character invented for the show. Yeah. And bigger than a lot of uh, uh, characters that had name recognition coming in. I'm going to excoriate them again for for underusing Josie. <laughs> yeah. It's just 
really shitty. Yes. Yes. It's the first thing I've been like really mad about. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to be really optimistic and hopeful. Mm -hmm. But I think I just have to like be mad. I think (laughs) I just have to be like, yep, you're all stupid fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Roberto, this was stupid. It was is a mistake. Is a bungled opportunity to the point of being a drastic misstep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than that, let's talk about what we thought about what was in the episode. What did you think about what was in the episode? Oh, my. I love Ethel's face turn so much. Yeah. I I think Betty might have a feature as, as some sort of a drug abuse counselor. Because yeah. she gets through to Ethel in like one scene real quick. Yeah. Those fizzle rocks do not have a very... Long-lasting addiction thing. They seem quickly metabolized. That's probably what all the testing's about. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) No, I I enjoyed this episode. It's just so much. I think the the action was good. The development was good. Uh, Moving the pieces in order to set up this this big twist was great. I love the twist. I'm really looking forward to what they do with Riverdale as a sealed town. Because, like, Veronica's hope earlier in the episode was like, okay, sure, you've got the reins of power here, but there are other people elsewhere, and bam, no, there ain't. No. Not anymore, there's not. You can't get to them, they can't get to you. Yeah. That's so good. That's very good. That's so good. So much potential. Yeah, there's some good, like, twists and developments there with this story. I liked... The introduction of, of Gladys and Jellybean. Yes. Like, obviously, I'm like, I want, I want more. I want more. I want to know more. But I think it was a really good amount for the first episode. Yes. And I think there was a good amount of moments where Jughead was dealing with his excitement to have his family back mm-hmm. and his resentment about his mother leaving and the situations right. he's been put in and the fact that she's caring for all these people and not him. And that all four of the Joneses have a different amount of resentment for the other three Joneses. Yeah. 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 That there, there's like a web there. There's a chart you could make with a lot of friction. Yeah. Uh, which, which is good drama. I liked that Fred got a moment. Fred I got liked... a great moment. One, one of the, the best like emotional moments was uh, uh, Tony and Cheryl's. Yeah. I get convalescence. <laughs> yeah. They were so cute. They just had a, a, I guess, plot free for now. I don't know. That might be laying groundwork for something. But uh, uh, p- apparently plot free moment to just be romantic together. Yeah, yeah. And to be cute and playful and just, mm-hmm. I mean, there's stuff that like they deal with, but it's nice that for the most part, their relationship is just happens. Yeah, and and it's nice for anyone to have that anytime. It, they were due. It's been a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, overall, like, they're compared to, say, Archie and Veronica. Like, their relationship right. exists. Yes. And um, is not problematic. Mm-hmm. Be, like, it's a very, like, healthy relationship between the two of them. And and they both bring out uh, wonderful sides in each other. Yeah. yeah. So those those times when you do get to see it, it's just so nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Neither of them are, are very sweet 
with anyone else. No. <laughs> and that's what I think makes it so great, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's this time. Let's uh, uh, cast our eyes one month ahead. Oh, fuck. And lay down some predictions. Okay. What do you predict? Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of, like, end-of-the-world-style hedonism, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we might see some looting. We might see... We're, we're going to see a lot of people just screwing because uh, they can. Because who knows if the sun's going to come up tomorrow sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh Riverdale will be be set loose in a, a do what they will shall be the whole of the law sort of a orgy of in some cases orgies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm seeing seeing like Nazi regime Hiram. Uh-huh. Where cuz he keeps calling it his kingdom. So he's going to be like ruling everyone and putting people into their place and like I feel like it's going to be like, you all are going to go make my drug and you all are going to do this. And like Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. being ordered about. And if they say no, they're like beaten up and thrown into jail. Okay. I'm I'm seeing uh, Hiram's profits coming more from, hey, let's do whatever we want. And that means gambling that Hiram takes a cut of, and Penelope's uh, uh, brothel that Hiram takes a cut of, and oh, the drugs cost money now. Who cares? I want them real bad. See, I'm I'm picturing it where he's creating all the stuff there to use his vices elsewhere. Though I know okay. they're talking about his own vice city. I feel like it's going to be the manufacturing place of things for vice places. Riverdale, the city that works by law, or we get whipped. Yeah. 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 Jughead and FP have been turned away. Yes. So the question is whether they just like sneak in somehow or they go back to Gladys and get her crew Mm -hmm. to like go forge in and break through and try to break through a barrier and and take some control. I like that idea, but but let me glue it into another uh, note I wrote down. Yeah. That our heroes will forge an alliance with the ghoulies. Ooh, yeah. The, because the ghoulies are out for revenge. They were promised a cut of this action. Yeah. And now it's this this gargoyle gang that that's, uh, no, 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 Hiram. We had a deal. Yeah. I'm going to hit you with my muffler assembly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. With, with Jughead and FP leading the charge. Yeah. Yeah. But then there'll be a tense moment when they find out that Gladys killed Penny. Oh, yeah, And they, they have to decide what mm-hmm. they're going to do. If they will continue on their path or take revenge. <laughs> That's very, very good. Yeah. All right. I think that we're going to see people uh, uh, settling old scores and digging up old grudges. It's just going to be the purge. There, it's going to be the purge by way of like old school witch hunt hysteria. Uh, It'll be like, hey, you you never gave me back my leaf blower. I'm going to tell the CDC that I saw you have a seizure. The and, fake CDC. Yeah, and then they, they get uh, bagged and tagged and dragged away. Uh, and and people are, like, attacking their enemies, and it eventually comes on them, and the whole town will swallow itself in this basically witch hunt atmosphere over a disease. So do we think that people actually believe that there's a contagion, people or don't, people don't have to believe. They just have to know that if they say they believe, and that where is that line, and it uh. gets all fuzzy, and then people are having psychosomatic stress seizures, yeah, because of all of the talk of these seizures. 
And also, like, well, it's cool to have a seizure, and I haven't had one yet, so I'm going to have one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because everyone else is having them kind of thing. Yeah it, yeah. it could go any number of ways from that point. Okay. Like those medieval dancing diseases where people yeah. would just start dancing for and seven like days strip straight. And, like, be naked and dancing. Yeah. And, like, no, there's no reason other than just someone started being crazy, and they're like, wow, I'm going to pretend to be crazy, too. Just a... And, Bizarre release valve from a a repressive society. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a prediction, but it's something that I meant to say earlier. I was so hyped up for like Archie and Jughead riding their hogs back into town together, side by side. The cavalry's coming. Yeah. But that's how, you know, you win. That's how you set up a victory, not a a dark twist cliffhanger. Yeah. So I like that they were separated. That Archie, who... Against all odds, will save us. I don't know how, but it must come to pass. Yeah. Has been cast even farther away. I'm I'm glad that Archie's finally getting what he wants, which is being alone. <laughs> He's been trying so long. Maybe, so hard. Maybe now that he has some alone time, He's... he will like get some sense knocked into him and some life skills and realize, you know what? Chill, dude. He's been pushing people away since at least episode 14, since uh, the the shower sex, trying to break up with Veronica. He's been pushing people away since before the show started. (laughs) When he was, like, getting Ms. Grundy time and pushing Jughead away. And, like, it's been his thing all along. (laughs) Uh, Maybe that's what it is. Like, he gets out into the woods. He, He... traps a a gopher and starts roasting it and he makes his own fish hook and he's like wow i'm really bored i got i gotta go back home this sucks (laughs) this is awful yeah (laughs) so i want some archie in the woods scenes where we check in on him Mm -hmm. and i want him to meet uh, a lumberjack yeah, who who allows him to sleep on the floor of his cabin <laughs> for chopping wood, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and they can't really talk because anytime Archie tries to talk about his his life and how you know he's Archie Andrews and he dated this girl Veronica but his, her dad hates him, the the lumberjack's just like I will chop your head off with this. <laughs> Shut up. I only watch sports. I don't go in for this melodrama bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. The only sport I watch is curling. That's uh, real human drama right there. But but then, like, Archie, like, finds the Lumberjack's, like, hidden family photo in a trunk, and and, and then the Lumberjack kicks him out. You're just talking about Wee Bear Bears. <laughs> yes, You're I, talking about Wee I Bear Bears. I see how long it took for you to catch on. <laughs> Which was apparently the whole episode. And then ten years later, he finds that lumberjack's daughter. Uh huh. And they have cyber spy adventures. <laughs> but like some of that would be legit and would sure. Work. But yeah, like sure. I, I do want like you know see what Archie's up to. So uh, next time. Oh, you know what'll probably happen? Will probably happen. He'll probably like find someone and think he's fine, but then find out that he's actually like bunking with a, a serial killer. Oh, yeah, wouldn't be the first Who, like, time. like, eats skin, like, the skin of its victims and stuff. Oh, that would be new for him, at least. Yeah. 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 Uh, but what we do know about our next episode is that it will air on January the 16th. 
Yes. And it is called Chapter 44, No Exit, named, of course, for the, the classic play uh-huh. by Jean-Paul Sartre. Yeah. Uh, that is done at every college ever. Source of the quote, hell is other people. It's just a bunch of people in a room with no exit. Clear parallels to the quarantined yeah. town. No Exit is the play of college that our town is of high school. Except yes. No Exit's good. Yeah, you, yeah. It, it is a landmark piece of existentialism. It must have been filmed once or twice, so I, yeah. I don't think this breaks the rule. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We also got a trailer. I was not clear on whether this is a, a next episode trailer. Or I don't think it is. I think it's com- a, coming up on the next stretch of episodes in the new year. I think kind it's of a trailer. compilation of several episodes. But we see someone get thrown into the the Gargoyle King statue chamber. Some young man. It might have been Jughead. I wasn't clear. Sure, it looked like maybe Jugheads, maybe. but it was hard to tell. Yeah. Uh, we Reggie and Veronica maybe kiss. Hot makeup. There's a lot of hot uh, makeups all across the board. Uh, Josie performs in Le Bon Nuit once again. Uh, Jughead and Betty making out. Uh, Archie threatening Hiram with a knife. Uh, the the old uh, palm knife, I think. Yeah. yeah. And Cheryl and Tony cuddling. Uh, I you know. Buddy's canoodling. Just a little bit of everyone, except, you know what's not there? Kevin, crying over Joaquin. What if, what if the next episode started with like a, you know, three weeks later or whatever, and the first shot is Kevin laying a black rose on uh, Joaquin's grave with like a simple wooden carved headstone spray painted with the serpent logo? I'd be fine with that. I just want some acknowledgement. At this point, we're begging for something. Anything. 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 My fucking God. I suppose that is it from us at Sex Archie for the calendar year of 2016. Yeah. Uh, We're going to try to get another bonus episode out between, but uh, I think that will be in early January rather than late December. So, Happy New Year. Uh, to all of you who are not cops, thank goodness, from both of us. <laughs> Don't report us. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, who would you get your Riverdale recap from? Probably Riverdoos and Riverdon'ts, but they're they're still in uh, mid-season two. They're catching up. Well, you got if you want to stay up to date, you got to keep us here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same day, baby. Uh, while we're talking about plays, anyone in or oh. near the Chicago area yes. for the final week of the year should check out Burning Bluebeard at the Neo Futurarium. Yes. If you're a listener of History Honeys, you've heard me talk about this play. You've heard me talk about the story that it's based off of, which is the fire at the Iroquois Theater, uh, where a lot of people died. A, a record-breaking number, in fact. Um, this is... We saw this play last year. It, and is it is the most powerful theatrical experience either of us have, have had. It is the best play I've ever seen. <laughs> ever. One week only, including, Take of course, that, Hamilton. Including the anniversary of the event itself. Yes. Um, it's amazing. I We hi- highly suggest it. Um, typically, it seems they only do it every couple of years but they're doing it again this year it's only running for like a week um so if you can go you should go yep i carry a piece of the show with me every single day 
And I mean that literally. Yeah. You'll have to go to find out what that is exactly. Yeah. Uh, but let's plug ourselves instead. Okay. Uh, the holidays are coming, and you know what a great gift would be? Some ratings and reviews. Or telling your friends and family. Tell those friends and select trusted family members. Don't tell everyone. If don't. they're a cop, don't tell don't them. Don't tell them. Maybe do or don't tell your conservative relative. I don't know. It depends on if you, like, don't like them or not. Like, <laughs> maybe you want to give them a good shock. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how many goddams you leave in. <laughs> oh, I, I leave all the oh, swears. Okay. Well. If you want to make sure something goes in, swear a lot. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> but yes, word of mouth is a, is a powerful, powerful thing. It's what brought you to us, dear listener. Yes, you. Yes. I know that's true because we do not advertise anywhere in any way, except by us uh, crowing about ourselves from the rooftops and some listeners that love us very dearly doing the same. Yeah. But it has been a wonderful year. Think back one year ago, we, we were talking about uh, Southside High being shut down and the two schools folded together. We were talking about Svensson being identified as the Black Hood. Svensson. And how unsatisfying that is and whether that was in an intentional setup for a, a double reveal or if yeah. they just kind of flubbed it. Yeah. How much things have changed. So much change. Uh, so with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. Drop the butter knife, bitch. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. Please.